Welcome to the Are We Still Here podcast, where we talk about what really matters for you and your own health and fitness. I'm Jess. And I'm Sasha. And each week we'll come to you with a no-nonsense topic, which will make you challenge your own thoughts and ask, are we still here? Don't forget to like, share and subscribe if you're enjoying the podcast. And let's get to today's pod. Hello. Hi, Sasha. Hi. Hi. You okay? (laughs) Yeah, I'm good at you. Yeah, I've just had um a soft tissue massage and it I feel like I've been hit by a car. Um, but we're all good. We're all good. We're here, I'm drinking tea, we're ready to go. I'm gonna wake you up. <laughs> and, you, and you have no reason to be tired, but the guest it's... that we have on the podcast has a reason to be tired today. Very um, good, Jess. Very good. Very <laughs> well segue. Great segue. Um, so we're joined by a special guest today. Um, and we have Danny who is a really good friend of mine from we made friends back in 2010 but I'm going to let her tell a little bit about how we met and also do a little bit of an introduction of who she is and um, we'll start by finding out a little bit more about her her career how it ties into health and fitness but over to you Danny tell us a little bit about who you are and and where you live as well why you can be tired and Sasha can (laughs) (laughs) I want to be tired from a massage guys (laughs) Um, well, hello. Um, my name's Danny. I own Iron Pineapple Fitness. Um, I started Iron Pineapple Fitness Instagram. I don't even know. It was probably 2012. So just after I met Jess. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of was just like the back burner of my fun little, you know, thing to have in your pocket that everyone started posting and it grew. Um, but then I was a full-time personal trainer full-time group fitness instructor and it was just kind of my fun outlet to post everything then COVID hit in 2020 so like we kind of got the warning on March let's say like the 22nd so I was home for my mom's birthday I like locked down on her couch made a website in two days and on the 25th I think it was um I launched my first class it was an online um, Zoom group fitness class. <clears throat> I launched five of them on the first day, which I just really ripped. Went thing. in. Uh, I did five classes every day for months. And I had so many people in class from all over, including me forcing Jess to do it one time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but classes were, I don't even remember what time they were. 6 a.m., 7 a.m., noon. 4 p.m. and 5 p.m. I think it was or something like that and um they were awesome it was like the best time of my life I was I was so busy you know constantly you had to post social media you had to you know check in with people and cold call people through their dms like hi this is what I what I'm doing the difference between me and um everyone else who launched their zoom group fitness platform I didn't work out with the people I sat literally like this, I would demo the exercise and, um, then coach. So that's what, that's what I loved was coaching. So if I had a beginner who didn't know how to squat versus my husband, who's a, an Olympic rugby player, like those are two different people who need, need two different, you know, head spaces, but I could do, do that because I was sitting and watching instead of, you know, squatting with them and being like, you're doing great. <laughs> So I also don't have that like energy. Like if I'm working out, I'm like, 
<laughs> so yeah. it was my way of diving into that world. And it was so great. It's still around. All the recordings are saved onto the on-demand platform and it still goes. Um, the live classes have since dwindled away. Um, and then just recently in January, I had to seize all classes because I have a little baby and sometimes he wakes up <laughs> all the time. So uh, you can't count on me for 6 a.m. Unless you're really cute and your name's Jess. <laughs> and that is why how I got here today. I literally butted yes. my eyelashes. So it's, it's, no, I was super excited. Like she said, I I haven't, um, well, I haven't seen you in person since 2010. We've wow. dabbled in the virtual things, but yeah, here we are 13 years later. I know who would have thought. So, um, Sasha obviously knows a little bit about you, but is there anything from that Sasha that you're like, tell me more? The website, the whole website in the five straight away, it blows my mind. <laughs> Yeah, but it blew sometimes my mind. Like, when lockdown was announced, it's like okay, I got to sort something out real quick. Um, and yeah. sometimes you work better with a gun to your head. So I think that is super impressive. And also, I think it's good that you um coached and didn't do the classes because can you even imagine how exhausted you'd be if you actually did six or five classes in a day? Mm. Yes, did you? What did you do? Your classes? Did you do them or coach? So, I, so I did them, but I didn't do it anywhere near that volume. So I did like three a week, but I did them with people. Yeah. But it was, it wasn't. It was literally like a stream, so I couldn't see them. They could see me. So, but then that was totally different because I wasn't doing five classes a day. I was doing three a week. So, um, it's so impressive to think that even even one a day though. <laughs> I yeah. I cannot do it. I kudos to everyone who worked out with their clients I mean good god I was yeah I was knackered even just doing like those three and then my own training outside of it and what have you like it was yeah through me entirely but a very weird time wasn't it yeah what was it like over in the states because it was like over here the the gyms shut straight away um and then they were shut for how long sash like maybe a good oh ages to eight months Oh, ours was probably closer to a year, I think. Yeah, America's, I think American lockdowns were a lot worse than, obviously it was different state to state, I think. Like it was different city to city here. Um, but I think they were worse, especially New York. I remember New York was really bad. Yeah, really it was bad. bad. And I was at the time living in um, an apartment downtown San Diego. So apartments were just um, a lot more restricted. Mm-hmm. Just they kind of had to be. It was wild horrible mm-hmm. and but we, but we don't have to we don't have to be there anymore <laughs> sometimes yeah. I feel like when we talk about lockdown I'm like oh, I'm getting flashbacks <laughs> PTSD yeah 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 so um, oh you yeah. go Sasha no I'm just gonna say um I want to know I want the details about how you two met mm. <laughs> I want the the gory details so we were both young 20 20 year olds at the time weren't we Oh yeah, because I was, I got in trouble because I was only 20, not 21. Ah, see, this is what I mean. I want the good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I always forget about like, when I think about, okay, so we met at this um, summer camp. It was a sleepaway camp and her and I were um, coaches in different realms. So like you could coach, um, I did water skiing, you did soccer. 
yeah football and um but then you you like had to take care of like 13 kids in your cabin did we have partners or was it only like me no you had you had a girl called jenny and i had jen oh jenny god i forgot (laughs) yeah oh i loved her um cute i still talk to her through instagram too yeah she was really nice girl really really nice girl i don't think she lives that i think she like lives only maybe a couple of hours from me oh that's cool um well jess and i bonded over there yeah but the i think we bonded because of how wild my girl girls were yeah your your girl so there were eighth graders which is like 13 year olds like right. pretty much like year seven year eight over here mm-hmm. so um yeah and they were just they were just crazy but they all they all came from like fairly wealthy backgrounds didn't they so their mm-hmm. their like perception of what real life was was just so skewed and they couldn't believe that like we would go work away for a summer and only get paid like a couple of thousand dollars they were like like a high five yeah, they they would be like, "What?" So that's what you get paid for the whole like summer. You we were, yeah, you absolute peasants. We were like, um, <laughs> "Okay, thanks." <laughs> yeah, we didn't really get paid a lot, but you you kind of got it was the it was the experience you were going for, wasn't it? Which is which is why it was so good. But yeah, these kids' I parents. Think all were... of those camp counselors though have a special place in my soul. Like if I ever saw someone, like I would I would lose my mind. So excited. Yeah, yeah, it would. It, but it if I saw a- those kids, they also have a special place in my soul that I might just break down. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds yeah. so fun. It was because our, were... our cabins were next yeah. to each other and we had shared bathroom facilities at the back of the cabin, didn't we? Right. So that's where like we could go through to each other's cabins all the time. Yeah. It was <sighs> wild. But my girl, her girls were, um, you know, just like your run-of-the-mill like cute little 13 year olds mine were also cute run-of-the-mill cute little 13 year olds but their minds were so boy crazy yeah really it was it was alarming some of the conversations and I had I was only 20 I did not know how to navigate that (laughs) at all can you remember when we went to like the like whatever it was like the disco with the boys camp over the water over the lake and they all had a plan where they would distract us so that they could all run away with boys. What? Because our job was to basically stop them from being like naughty and being like rebels. But they all had a plan to distract us so that they could then go sneak off with each boy that they fancied. Oh my god! We say that and we're like, oh god. But if we were thirteen at that yeah, camp, we'd but it was like it was like the opposite of like a flash mob because they all like <laughs> trying like. <laughs> They would all try and like snog at the same time, and we'd be like, 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 like chaos, trying to break them up. God, this. And how long were you there, Jess? Eight weeks, is it? Right. I I Nine think weeks? it was ten weeks, mm. and then like you could stay longer for America's camp. America's camp, yeah. So they had like um the week after camp, they had right. the kids from uh 9/11 who's lost the parents. They got oh, to do like God. a free week um with it was like people who'd lost the parents in either like the fire service or in the buildings and things wasn't wow it? that's heavy wow yeah it sounds yeah good. it sounds really good it sounds like something I kind of wish I did back then to be honest it sounds really fun it was the camp it was... itself I mean thinking back at it the camp is like it's the coolest experience for the kids it's kind of weird now that I have a par- I'm a parent to 
conceptualize sending them away for that long. But at the same time, those girls, like they are ride or die for yeah, those. Yeah, and they go every like, year, every year. Yeah. And that's from, like, like, that's their soulmate best friends. They, so they from, have they're the coolest. Yeah. So they go from when the, the bumblebees, right? So when they were like five oh, yeah. years old till when they're like 15. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Right. So they must be close then. They almost grow up to grow up together. But they live in different states and stuff. So it's actually the only time of year that a lot of them would see each other. Mm-hmm. But um, it's their but... like safe space. You know, they're not in school. They're not like mm-hmm. not anything. They're just like with these idiot 20 year olds <laughs> who just like are so confused and like mind blown by their lifestyles. And then they just try to rule the show and they have the best time. <laughs> Yeah, we did have a really good time. We had a really good because we went to Boston, didn't we, on like a day trip and stuff. And that was yeah. that was pretty cool. Oh, like a a weekend. That was cool. Yes. Was that Jess? Was that when you fainted? Yeah, that was was fainted. Danny, I don't know if you remember that. Can you remember when we took them to that soccer game at Harvard? Was it? It was uh-huh. at a university. We took them, and I hadn't drank any water for like two days, like an absolute weird person. Like clearly didn't know what was <laughs> going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah but was obviously running around playing football all day and went walked up into the stadium and was getting really bad stomach pains I was like I don't know what's going on here and then passed out <laughs> and got picked up by the ambulance crew and they were like yeah you're really dehydrated and just gave me loads of electrolytes to sort my life out did you have to get an IV or just no they just they gave me like the like the things on your tongue that you know, like dissolve really quickly I don't think I went to that. I think I think you probably got to do that because you were um, football. Yeah, in, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Lovely, Jess. That's not like you. No, yeah. it's not. And I think this is just before I even realized the importance of water. Clearly, <laughs> like, yeah, like the on. health and wealth specialist over yeah. here. Yeah. Out for dehydration. But obviously, <laughs> in America, it's like underage drinking, isn't it? So we were underage drinking if we went away for like a weekend or whatever. Right. So that's so. Were you, were you in the trouble group? Did you go out with me that night? When we, when you drove. No, I didn't. I was definitely not driving. Who drove? Oh, Jen drove us. Yes, yes, yeah. I've got a photo of me and you in in a boot. Actually, I wonder if I can find it. Yes. Oh my gosh, I know exactly what picture you're talking about. And I think it was after Um, that that weekend. That's why I was so dehydrated. Oh yeah, that tracks. We went out with um all of the counselors and and our like superiors too, which was hilarious. But um we were all drinking in the back of a car. So you know, like when you are underage, you have to drink before you go to the bar, but you often yeah. drink too much because you're like, Oh, I'm gonna be there for this long. I need to be absolutely shit faced to last for that long. Yeah. So we did that. And- <laughs> The alcohol never like wore off. It just made us worse. <laughs> and then we all came back to the camp. Who God, you probably remember her name from Ireland. Claire. Yes. Claire. She she fell into the creek. She like literally stumbled into the bushes and was like, <laughs> and we we got in so much trouble the next day. The only reason we didn't get fired was because there was eight of us who should have been fired. <laughs> so many would have like, been counselors down. <laughs> yeah. Like if it was just one of us 
out. This is, You're gone. You ain't gone. This, is, this is what I mean. It's like it's very twenty year olds are just not responsible people. <laughs> no, no. no. But you think you are at that time? Yeah. It just. What did you say? So you think you are at the time when you're yeah. twenty, you feel grown up. It's only when now we're in our early thirties that we're like, well, no, we weren't. We were yeah. not grown up when we were twenty years old. Well, that's what the 13 year olds thought too. Like they thought they knew everything. The 20 year olds thought they knew everything. So put us together and it was a cluster of a summer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it It sounds, I love that. It sounds so much fun. Yeah, it was really cool. In the camp, it was like, it was really good. If you were like, if you just into sport, like, oh my God, as a kid, you would have loved it. Mm. But then not all the kids love sport either. So it was just kind of like they found their their things that they would like to do instead but there was there was a lot so there was like there was the gymnastics hall there was tennis courts there was a, a swimming pool there was the lake there was the football fields there was um like a dance studio there was arts and crafts wasn't there like one of my because I I went with two of my friends from uni Claire and Philippa right because um, Claire went the year before to that camp and was like it's amazing oh, you should come right. do it because she was a year older than me at uni and she'd done like a gap year basically um and then me and philip were like yeah we'll just come along and we went to what's um the big old-fashioned building in manchester on oxford street slash that hotel do you know which one i mean the big red building oh the palace Theater. the palace so there was an like a exhibition there at the palace for all nice. the different camps so in manchester where sasha lives me and philip and claire just went and i met jay who owned the camp and he was like, what do you do? And I was like, I'm quite good at football. He was like, great. And then he just let me come. I was like, brilliant. Really? I love yeah. that. He was sound. That's so cool. Okay. That's a we met lovely. Them. That's a lovely how we met story. Yeah. I think to be honest, you're pretty much like, apart from like Claire and Philippa, who are my friends, I would stay in, I would like message people every now and again, but you're probably one of the main people I stayed in touch with, to be honest, Danny. Yeah, for sure. I, you and Jenny, I'm surprised. Mm. I'm just bad with name. I think we actually <laughs> both were going through a breakup with our teenage sweethearts at the time. So it made us even more aligned in life. Love that. Oh God. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually remember the name of yours. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh wild. Yeah. <laughs> It That's sometimes funny. blows my mind to think about who I thought was like my sweetheart. I know. <laughs> like, God. No, we are yeah. very different people now. <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about fitness then. So obviously you at camp you taught it at taught water skiing. How did you get into that though? I actually so my dad uh skied forever. He competed even through his adulthood. I don't I don't think he was technically like called professional or anything but um definitely competed through his 20s Mm -hmm. um so he just taught me when I was a kid then um I got hooked onto it and I actually water skied for um, my college um the funny part is is I (laughs) I I was I write on my resume do you guys call it a resume yeah 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 um I wrote on my resume that I was the captain and um, yeah, I was the captain and best water skier in at the university of Oregon. (laughs) And like, I wrote that, you know, I was, I was for three years, best water skier in Oregon, captain of the team. (laughs) And then I had one interview out of college and they were like, Oh my God, that's awesome. Like, tell me more of this. 
And I had to like completely be like, I was the only person on my team. Not lying, really. I wasn't technically, but like when you're in an interview, you kind of just like put shit on there, you know, like it's truth. But don't ask me questions about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the unwritten rule. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of my love for water skiing. You still Um, do it now? Well, I was skiing. I I was eight weeks pregnant. I had just found out I was pregnant. um, So a year and a half ago or something, but just found out I was pregnant and uh, I was water skiing and I fell the worst fall I've ever had in my life. And it was just bad time. Like that happens, you know, whatever, but I was pregnant. So a, my emotions are crazy. And B my first time pregnancy, I thought for sure, like I just, you know, did something bad to my baby. So I'm like hysterical. And my cousin's driving the boat. Like what is going on? Cause like, I don't cry over that, you know, like I've fallen, you know, it's kind of like, okay, cool. Get out of the water. You're fine. And I'm hysterical, like asking to go to the hospital. And he's like, what is going on? And I'm like, (laughs) like hyperventilating, freaking out. And I was like, I'm not crying because of pain. Like I'm crying because I'm pregnant. I am freaking out. Like take me to the hospital. And he was like, I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) And then I honestly like haven't been since I've kind of been like a little freaked out. So, well, last year I was recovering from a C-section. So this year will be my first time getting behind a boat again wow are you excited about it i am really excited i want to like rip the band-aid and kind of just like know that it's okay Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah yeah. that's cool yeah so Mm -hmm. university of oregon what did you study when you went there human physiology um and then i went on to grad school and did um athletic training i think you guys call it physio i don't know if it's necessarily a, a degree out there but then I did my doctorate in athletic training as well. So Lots of education. College. Yeah. Lots. What do you, do you have just a uh, university? What was yours? See, me and Sasha didn't actually go to university to study fitness or sport. So mm-hmm. I, I went and did like an English degree and mm-hmm. Sasha went and did fashion and business. Yeah. I think that's like the beauty of fitness though. Like you, oh, yeah. you relate so much better to like so many people because you don't have to be like oh I've been doing this since I was five I know all of the things like the beauty of the fitness world now is that people have learned and grown and just adapted to so many more different things out there and you've clung on to a clientele that I couldn't cling on to because you know of your background and and what you've been passionate over over the last couple years Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah, so we we both been. I've been coaching. This will be like my sixth year. This will be Sasha's eighth. Eighth. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, how did you get into your career then? How, when did you start coaching after all your education? Um. Well, I did a uh uh internship out in Australia at the Australian College of Sport and Fitness. I was because I was a human phys major in um at uni in Oregon. Um, I went out there for an internship for for a couple of like six months and I was helping write their program. So the Australian college of sport and fitness is a two year degree to become a personal trainer. That's, uh, they're like 
rules to become a trainer out in Australia. That's so much so, better than here. That's good. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah we, don't, we don't have that here. <laughs> no, ours is like a $200 online. Like, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, same here. It's so unregulated in every, every way. Yeah. And I don't, I think there there are ways around it in Australia. Like you can probably do similar, but that's like how you get accredited. That's like, I think a little bit more acknowledged. Um, but anyways, I was helping write the program. So I was in the back end, like, you know, creating the pamphlets and the curriculum and stuff. Um, and from there, I was just like fascinated. And Australia's version of a, of a trainer is just like, you know, it all. So then I kind of fell in love with it there came home and just started being a trainer on the side of life and then became full-time a couple years later wow I did not know that about Australia I respect it I respect it I think it should be more like that I agree Mm. oh and when you first started coaching then what did you just go doing one-to-one or were you in like a commercial gym or sports team what was you doing uh my first like big uh personal training gig was YMCA. Have you heard of that? Yeah. yeah. Um, is that in the UK as well? Yeah. You, you, you get a lot yeah. of like accreditations through the YMCA, like yeah. in the UK. And I think That's there maybe used to be gyms or there may be still, but I don't actually know of any, but there's a quite a lot. It's quite a competitive market for gyms now in the UK. Mm. Oh, really? Mm, so I got yeah. my certification through, um, I got a certified strength and conditioning specialist. So CSCS. Yeah. Yeah, familiar with that. that. And then I started just because I was an athletic trainer at a high school. Um, and so then my job didn't start till 3 p.m. So I usually, or like maybe two, I started like two to six or two to eight was like my typical day. So then from like 6 a.m. to noon, I did personal training at the YMCA. Oh, that's cool. a long. Yeah, but again, I was like, you know, yeah. 22. I could do anything. Yeah. Nothing back then. Yeah. Sasha and I say that all the time. Like now if someone says, Can you do PT session at like seven o'clock at night? We're like, oof. What's well, a bit <laughs> late? <laughs> Everyone's like, no. Like, oh don't... what if they pay you double? No. <laughs> Can't do it. Because well, we all work early, right? When you in this world, we tend to do if you're not doing a session early or yeah, coaching a client early, it's you know, I do my admin first thing when I wake up and it's it's really important for my brain to work at that time. So by seven o'clock, I'm gone. <laughs> I've had I've had my tea and I'm on the sofa. <laughs> totally. You could do it like one time. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, oh, we can't do that. Double again. pay. Yeah. But then, <laughs> then nothing. I think that there's like there's two different trainers. You can do you have an early group of a yeah. trainer and then you have a late night. The people who are like you're like eight to four people. They're like my mom, who's been a trainer <laughs> since she was uh, like 22 or something. And she has more like, you know, that is 30 years of being a trainer. She's more of her clientele. Now she has all of the like happy retired people. And yeah, you can train at 7 a.m. and be done at 3 p.m. Yeah, I feel like, lucky, actually, because that's what mine's like. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you found it. You need to well, like write a book. You need I to write a book. <laughs> I, uh, it's funny because my mum's also a trainer. And um, 
Yeah. So, and I kind of call my training hours, I call the school hours. So my earliest session is 8am and my latest session sometimes, I know, half past, half past three sometimes. That's like only when she can't do another time. But apart from that, my latest session is two o'clock. Right no, I've order. done it. Go get a lottery I, ticket, Jesus. I no, I think it's because I've had the same one-to-one. -one, I kind of had the same clients for, for years and years. So after a while, at first they do early morning and late night, but then after all, they're kind of saying, mm, you know what, I could probably get an hour off work at this time. I'd probably rather come in at one. Could you do that? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yes, I can. So now I'm very lucky in that I'm, um, yeah, kind of eight till three-ish. I know it's so lucky. Funny is just staring at Sasha, mouth open. <laughs> I am um... so long, I think. But I also do like fifty percent in person, fifty percent online. So I kind of need, you know, the more the hours, early morning, more functioning hours. Yeah, and I'm not because I'm no good after four o'clock, really. Um, for one to ones, definitely. But I'm very like I get up really early, and I'm just on my laptop straight away from like six o'clock. So um I'm quite good like that but yeah so I think it's because I've been doing it so long in the same area so it's just kind of turned into that I'm lucky I, I don't realize how lucky I am when I say it out loud Danny's eyes are literally like what the hell I know I yeah, can't even tell you like I would, yeah I would have go into like an assessment with a new client yeah. and the the amount of people that would beg for a 5 a.m workout session and I'm like why anything else <laughs> five that but then you got to think if you're doing a session at five you know you got to wake up at what four yeah my earliest oh, session no. in the week is half past like half past six and that means I have to get up at five yeah I think that you know what I think is I could do that you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to just say it just say you don't it. have to I don't you have could to because you're a morning person and you're you're a ride or die for your clients but you don't have to but also I used to do a 6am not long ago and she was like god I hate doing 6am and I was like why are we here <laughs> why are we doing this like, oh should we do and then she managed to wangle an 8am uh, no sorry 11am on a Thursday she's like how about 11 on Thursday I was like yes <laughs> yes we'll do 11 o'clock on Thursday and but that and it's been 11 o'clock on a Thursday for like two years now so they could yeah. usually like just ask because I think a lot of trainers out there don't actually ask they just kind of do straight away but often the client wants to do it at a different time as well mm. we really should have <laughs> met in like 2019 <laughs> <laughs> hasn't always been like that I guess but yeah since after lockdown I kind of thought right I can't do these silly hours anymore um I need some I need to get some structure and routine back mm. into my day so I was a little bit more strict with it you should be a trainer mentor <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sasha's eyes There's, what's what's it like over there in the states by the way with um like mentors because it's just like gone crazy here in the UK yeah it's, it's huge here I um I find it really uh interesting it's huge as well because a lot of trainers I'm gonna be like maybe a little too honest um you like that the more the merrier, as honest as you want I think a lot of trainers 
they they think that they've they've like honed something in but i don't really feel like the they have the actual support to like or the actual like um facts or life or anything to support that right it's like like obvious like this is a kind of a loose example like obviously over the last couple of years you have understood how to navigate into this um school day mm-hmm. um hours yeah but and it would be great like just your little tidbits have been great to like you know just chat about it doesn't necessarily mean you need to make your entire business on how to mentor trainers to get the right hours that work for you exactly I, yeah we know, and I know I feel like I feel like literally it has morphed like I know so many people who have shifted their very successful training careers into not very successful coaches training careers right because they like are clinging on to a niche that isn't natural to them and it's I think that's really hard to like my niche everyone as a trainer wants the athletic person right like I want the 22 year old badass that's going to be so much fun lifting the heavy squats like da, 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 da. but naturally I attract the 40 to 60 year old men and women who are kind of injured and just kind of you know want movement want to feel strong and want to get better that's what I do naturally if I just kept fighting for the 20 year olds I wouldn't be successful because that's that's just naturally like not not what's happening and I feel like people get out of of what comes natural to them and they're just fighting to cling on to something and like these mentors I'm like it's just not it's not natural it's not what's happening it's not realistic there's great pieces of information you have but like stay in your lane (laughs) yeah that's so yeah I've never, Jess, I've never I've never thought about it like people force force a niche rather than fall you could because some people fall into one mm-hmm. yeah naturally but I've never thought of it as like forcing yourself into one like oh. just because we have that in the UK honestly that yeah, the niche is so wild there's, there's like, like a big so ridiculous the big push isn't that at the moment Sash is um basically putting down face-to-face coaching and it needs to all be online and actually saying to trainers it's a waste of time if you just count in reps for people you want to be online because you can reach more people whereas like Sasha did a really good post on her social media about this the other day where she just said if your experience as a trainer is that you just count in reps you were doing it wrong (laughs) like you were doing it wrong if that's what you thought it was (laughs) yeah yeah no there's so so many things everyone thinks that they need there, there's a huge market for mentors and coaches, right? Like people need it, but it doesn't mean that they need you to be that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's hard. Like people, I met this, there was a free trainer session at 24 the other day, 24 hour fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, So my friend and I signed up and I met this guy and he was fine. Like, I have nothing to say about his, he was very like timid. He also knew that I was a trainer. So he was, I think was like in his head, you know? So I didn't really get like much personality out of him. But then afterwards he knew that I was an online coach and he was like, tell me more about how to launch it online. Tell me more about this, this, and this. And in my head, I 
I was like, dude, it comes down to personality. Like mm -hmm. Jess and I, you like, we have a different personality than this guy. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. is going to be absolutely fine on one-to-one -one in person, mm -hmm. but shifting that online isn't for everyone. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. And yeah. you just have to be comfortable in your own skin, knowing that like everyone else's successes doesn't mean success for you. Yeah. And it, you just have to be comfortable in your niche and then hone in on it. Yeah. I think you're so, you're so right. Like um, I went all online during lockdown and did it stayed online even afterwards. Cause it was like that side of my business was going really well. But personally for me, I missed face-to-face -face coaching. So now my business is more like 60, 40, 60 online, 40 in person, because I just feel like that suits me as a person as well as my clients get more out of me in that way um but I think we get drilled into us like what success looks like rather than like what we view as successful um mm. within our own right and it doesn't have that doesn't have to be financial it can be literally like work-life balance it can be not working past 4 p.m it can be whatever like whatever it is that works for you um you've had a, a big shift lately you mentioned obviously you have got a beautiful little one-year-old What's the biggest thing you've noticed um, between being a coach and, and juggling life as like a mom? Is it is it what you expected? Is it totally different? It's hard. It's really hard. I think the biggest mental shift, I was like looking back at it, super mentally like unhealthy prior to kid um, in the sense that like, like what I, how I viewed what I was eating, what I viewed as like a healthy day, day's accomplishment in fitness was so aggressive prior to kid. Like I had to work out every single day, had to. There was no ifs, ands, or buts. If I was sick, I, I'm at least on the treadmill for a certain amount of time. Like there was just no chill button. And now <clears throat> after a kid, I'm on this like good enough train. <laughs> like I go on a lot of walks. I, because I'm like, God dang, I'm tired <laughs> and it's okay. A walk is good enough today. I lift when my body feels like I need to lift. It's just, it's just such a different shift. And now I'm like eating, like I wouldn't put mayonnaise on a sandwich before. Cause I was like, Oh my God, it's so fattening. Mm. And now, now every time I make a sandwich, I'm putting the damn mayonnaise. I'm like, that's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> And so like just the shift of like knowing that it's okay is so, I don't know. It feels so much better, honestly. Where do you think that like that freedom came from with like the food, for example, though? How does that correlate to being a mom, do you think? I think just because you're at, like, I'm literally looking at Mika, my son, and knowing that what I'm going to do is will like he'll mirror it. Mm -hmm. And I never... I don't want him to be a picky eater. I don't want him to even think about that. I want him to think about food as fuel. And so for me, if I'm like starting to be like, eh, no, eh, no. And he is raised in that way. I would be really frustrated with my parenting mm -hmm. to him. Um, so I just would, I was thinking about that, you know, so much in my head. Um, <clears throat> and just trying to relay that, Yeah, you know, food is fuel, not anything more. But you and your husband both come from like athletic backgrounds, right? You with your career and the people that you used to work with and what he does for a career. 
do you feel like that fed into like you know you said quite aggressive with your approach to fitness because it was like borrowed from yeah. sport potentially yeah. so totally before it was it was food is food is fuel but before I had this perception that I had to look an exact perfect way and if I am a coach, then I need to be working out every single day because I have to fit this mold of what I need to look like. But because I had this like excuse that I've been a mom, I've like put myself in a more relaxed category. And then I just washed all of that. And I was like, there's no excuse to be a mom. There's no need to look this way because I'm a trainer. There's no none of that. It was definitely a huge shift. I'm a gear out. So it went through like ups and downs. But it was now I'm just in a place that there's like, I am still a coach. I am a mom. And I look this way because every day I'm choosing something healthy, not because I have to in any capacity. And it's such a more relaxing place. Like, it just feels so much better. Honestly, if you asked me like literally six months ago, I was so unhealthy, like postpartum depression craziness spiraling because I wanted that fitness life and fitness mentality. I was clinging on to things that just aren't a reality. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's definitely a a shift. Martin being, uh, you know, what he is a professional athlete. it, It took a really long time to come here a year later to say, okay, I'm comfortable. Sounds like, it sounds like a, a roller coaster as well. Obviously like, after having a baby as well obviously we know hormones are all over the place as well as that but then to go through that process which the way that you described it then sort of sounds like grieving yeah the old you in some ways as well I think that's such a good way to put it um and I've talked to you I have a special place in my heart like if you guys ever have kids I will be reaching out to you like crazy every person that's in my network that's having a kid I am on them like (laughs) be honest with your postpartum depression. Like tell me everything, exactly how you're feeling. I will check in. Like I just, because people don't understand the amount of grief that a person who comes from a fitness world has because everyone's like, oh, you'll bounce back. Oh, you'll bounce back. And I'm like, motherfucker, I do not want to bounce anywhere. I want to be a new woman with new goals, with new expectations. I don't want to go back to what I was like, what I was two years ago, didn't have a kid that is peeing through their pants at 4am and I have to go take care of them. You know, like the chick two years ago did not have her stomach cut through to get a baby out of her. You know, the, the woman two years ago didn't, I, I was by myself for three months. Martin lived in Washington. I was in Oregon. I raised a kid for three months by myself. Yeah. And then he was like hit or miss for the last year. So for a year, what I went through mentally and physically was not two years ago, Danny, or the 20 year old falling into bushes drunk. Like, <laughs> you I know, we're that, just I like, that, Danny. I grieve that, Danny. <laughs> I had to grieve that, Danny, too. Like, <laughs> I had a girlfriend ask to come get, to go to Vegas for her birthday on New Year's this year. And I get this text message while I'm like breastfeeding, and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's just, it's, you do have to grieve and it's okay to grieve. Like just because you're grieving who you were does not change anything. It actually probably makes you a better mom, but it doesn't change any level of happiness about 
becoming a mom. Like there's, there's two folds to it. Mm-hmm. So I think that yes, you nailed that sentence, yeah. Jess. I, I love that. Like it, it's really nice to hear your point of view, but obviously, but Sasha and I don't have children. So it's nice to hear that. And I'm sure there's some people that will be listening to the podcast who can like relate to that feeling after having kids, whether or not they were on a fitness journey or not. Like how many people do we work with who maybe decide to start their fitness journey after children? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is, it is a big shift. So how, how has that changed how you run your business now that you're a mom? You mentioned earlier that the classes, as much as, as frequent as you're doing them, were a no-go. But has it changed how you coach or your, I don't know, just, just how you even view that relationship that you have with clients? Um, I think I have a little bit more grace on people. Mm-hmm. but uh like before I just laugh because I just la- like the things that I put them through <laughs> like so aggressive um I was really intense now I'm intense but like a little softer like <laughs> we joke it was I'm not I was the iron pineapple and now I'm the soft pineapple <laughs> I just have like I don't know my heart was like really ironclad around it and now there's like you know a couple cracks to it Mm -hmm. so um yeah I feel like I I let my like good enough like relaxed version out on my clients a little bit but also like depends on the day (laughs) (laughs) depends on what they need yeah depends I I do coach in person twice a week still on Tuesdays and Saturdays. So that's where I'm relaying that too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, I am, I feel like a little nicer. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not if I wrote you a workout plan, you're like, no, you're still an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny though, isn't it? Because um, I think all all of us, like Sasha and I both went through the period in time where we, we thought like intensity or like lifting as heavy as you possibly can, or that was like where it was at in order to be a fitness professional, probably all of us, like, especially in our early careers thought that's, totally. that's what it meant to be into fitness. Um, yeah. And then it's sometimes quite hard. Like I even had a discussion the other day with a client trying to explain that to them. Like you don't need to, to be going to failure or killing yourself off to feel like you've achieved something that day when actually yeah. you've got all these other things going on outside in your life, which w- will be negatively impacted if you continue on that sort of attitude. It's not going to help you. Um, I guess the difficulty is obviously, like you said, you know, when you worked in the school, what sort of team was you doing physio for? What what sports teams in school? Because obviously sport in America in, in college and things is huge, okay. so much bigger than here. What Which ones did I do? Yeah, like did, what sports teams did you look after? Well, I was an athletic trainer for USA rugby for a number of years. So that's, I was, but that, that wasn't per, so that was, uh, being their physio. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did a lot of like prehab for them. So I worked with a lot of rugby players for a number of years. Um, they actually supported my, um, iron pineapple business. Is that how you met Martin? No. Um, <laughs> I met him at a bar in Montana. Somewhere. How did you? Yeah, my mom thought I was gonna like come home from Montana with this like, you know, hot little cowboy 
And I come home with this like island Samoan man. And she's like, you were in Montana. (laughs) 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 It was a curveball. I don't know. He was a babe at the the bar. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So good. So, so good. Oh, and your little boy looks so much like him as well, doesn't he? Yes. Yes. <laughs> He's identical. It's so frustrating. I'm like, I cooked you. Like, give me something. <laughs> that is so sweet. I love that. Yeah. He does have stick straight hair, which is exactly like me. But so he's just this like tiny little Martin Mini with straight I think he's going to have blonde hair too. It's pretty funny. Yeah. He's a very, very cute baby. Um, Amazing. Sasha, have you got anything else you wanted to chat about? No, I think, I think that was a really, really great chat. And it's interesting to hear how there's actually a lot of similarities between the current trends in, you know, mental personal training and stuff over there than here. Cause I don't know why I just thought it would be different, but it's all over the world. Apparently (laughs) it's everywhere. I think um, I think it it's gonna it's gonna be for a while too. I think after yeah. COVID and the lockdown, people are trying to still find their niche and their thing they want to hone in on, mm-hmm. and people just need to like relax and find what's natural to them. Absolutely. Oh, mm-hmm. I wish we could. I wish we could just Jesse. You should put something to do with that in the name of the pod. I think. Mm. Yeah, will you? Yeah. Because Jess yeah, does all the like names and the writing for the for, for the pod. So I think we could get that right in on. there. I think it was a really good uh, it was a really, really good chat. I really liked that. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. it because it's very early in your <laughs> side of the pond. No, I was so excited. I <laughs> feel like we should do this more often, Jess, so I can yeah, we should. see your face. <laughs> As long as now I know that you're a soft pineapple, I'll jump on Zoom more often with you because the last time I was actually dying in Malaysia. Yeah, I said it depends on the day and definitely <laughs> depends on the person on the other side of the screen. So yeah. you're still screwed. I'm still screwed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no. also, Jess, hey, Jess, you like that kind of stuff. You're I do. Itching. I like a bit of intensity. Sasha, Sasha's coached me for like the last, uh, we've only just finished working together. Sasha coached me for like 18 months, did all my programming and everything. And, um, she always had to tell me to chill out because I'm just I'm always wanting to go harder than what I need to well Danny that's because she plays football and then she sends me a video of her jumping into the air and headbutting some woman (laughs) and she'll send you the video afterwards and then she's on the floor and she's like oh yeah my head hurts and I'm like well obviously your head hurts you just headbutted someone your skull is probably (laughs) fractured literally my physio hates me he's like and then she, and the, yeah and then she's like oh yeah I, I hurt my knee I hurt my hip I hurt my back and then I'm like what are you what are you doing out there sport is it wow wow <laughs> but I so I pretty much stopped playing football after camp stopped and then decided last year I was just going to start again at the age of 32 that's how it works that's 100% how it works <laughs> strange behavior I'm going to take up a non-contact oh. sport I think yeah just chill a bit. You can play. Just chill a little bit. There's less of the head butting. Less of it's the hard. I'm only little, so I just get annihilated. Because I'm only, I'm quick. It's all I have. <laughs> I love I'm, just, I'm just speedy. That's it. Um, no, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, we'll definitely jump on and have a, a chat soon. Um, I might actually even be over in the states very soon, so I'm gonna I'll keep you posted on that. Uh, oh, when? Maybe next year. Where Ooh. states? Uh, west coast at the minute but we don't know where so it is very close to you 
It is me. I know. It, is, it is. You are the West Coast. Yeah, I yeah. am. Because I said, can you remember just before COVID, Matt and I were actually going to go on a trip and you invited me to your wedding. You were like, my wedding's in like a month. Come. I was like, amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be mega. That'd yeah, be that'd epic. Be I remember at camp, like where I met you, I asked um God, I asked people, I don't even remember who it was, or, but they were from not America, obviously. And I said, list the states that make up the West Coast. <laughs> the answers that came back. I'm like, oh dear God. <laughs> yeah. It is, do you know what though? It's like the geography over there is confusing, but then whenever I said to anybody like where are we from Name, the UK? Yeah. Everyone, everyone's like, uh, London, you're near London? That's the only yeah. thing, the reference point they had. I was like, I'm like near, I'm in Manchester. They was like, mm, yeah, I think I know where that is. But yeah. No, I probably like, pointed to like somewhere in China and you're like, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> what makes me laugh as well is um, how far away things are for you guys. Whereas me and Sasha live like two hours away, but we would, that would be like a, we would make that a, event of a month to see each other even though it's only two hours away yeah that's long that's long it's a long way away yeah but in america people drive like i don't know there's there's like, there's, hey, i think i'd be pretty good at the west coast states can i just say let's hear it california washington mm-hmm. oregon yeah and then towards that way would it be nevada yeah um you utah no utah's too further around utah's in there so you na- named it the only ones that are on the coast are oregon right. washington California. okay you're right just inside is nevada utah idaho montana Nailed it. and then arizona and then see yeah <laughs> geography queen yeah i'm actually terrible earned a free stay <laughs> at casa iron pineapple <laughs> I love that. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This is, this will go out um, and I will let you know when it goes out. But um, thank you to everyone else who's listening. If you've liked this week's pod, um, don't forget to follow Danny. And where can everyone find you, Danny? At Iron Pineapple Fitness on Instagram. At go. Soft Pineapple Fitness. No. <laughs> <laughs> you have to rebrand. <laughs> um, uh, pineapple, yeah, at Iron Pineapple Fitness on Instagram yeah and um yeah let us know what you thought of this week's pod we've got a few more guests coming up over the next couple of weeks so um keep tuned to that and we'll see you all real soon yes thanks guys. Bye.